You sure you're ready? <laughs> Alright, well, we're recording, man. Uh, what's up? This is your boy, Jean Kyalaw, John Ramirez, with the, uh, should we use your real name, considering what you do for a living? The infamous, what? Davi? Davi? <laughs> Davi El Duque. Yeah, man. So I mean, yeah. consi considering how this how this uh, conversation might go, like, should the people know who you are, considering what you do for a living? Of course, why not? I mean, all right. Yeah, whatever. All right. So yeah, we're we're here for the uh, commencement of the uh, issue one of the Dark Matter, Dark Matter Myth, issue one. Uh, the cool thing about this, too, is when we fuck up, I could just pause it and we'll just jump back into it. Well, yeah, even even when we fuck up, you know, we can just kind of power right through it. And we can always go back and edit shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Dave, here's the real question. How would you like to die? Man. Tell me about it. What, what, what would you envision your death to be like? You know, um, that's that's definitely a question I've, I've I've been toying around with for a very long time. And to you know, you you know a bit of of, of my background and, and how the fuck I ended up in this beautiful mess. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with it. Oh, it absolutely has something to do with it. Okay, well, just to let the people know, you are where, where do you live? I live in the middle of Bumblefuck, Breckenridge, Colorado. There's mountains all over, and uh, yeah, just away from society, basically. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so uh, yeah. Hey, you know, you... like this whole, this whole, this whole thing has a lot to do with with that very same question. You know. Okay. I think just to kind of dive to it, it you know, I, I I got to a point in my life where I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself twelve months, three hundred and sixty-five days. To figure out what the fuck this is all really all about. Mm -hmm. If I don't, then you know I'm just gonna let let life take its course because life ain't fucking fun right now. <laughs> really? <clears throat> so you know, um, I made made a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, death. This is, is is something that's gonna come sooner or later, but gotta make the most out of it before you get there. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt like I wasn't making the most of it. So I, I stopped giving a shit about the bullshit and went with my gut, went with what seemed to be the right thing at that moment. And that was to fucking give up on fucking the stupid life that I was living and, and really go with what made me happy. And, you know, uh, I think uh, during that time, a, a lot of thoughts about death came through as far as like, damn, what, what's... What's it going to be like? Uh, what's going to put an end to this whole thing? Am I going to put an end to it, or is it just going to come about naturally? Mm, that's a good question, isn't it? Now, uh, and, uh, for, let, let's, yeah. say, let's say uh, you were to put an end to it, right? Not advocating for, for that by any means, but do you think that would be a coward's choice out, or would it be a powerful choice on your part? Would it be a choice of strength or a choice of uh, surrender? Um, both. Mm. Because there's nothing wrong with surrender. 
I think it comes down to what you surrender to that that really determines whether it's a coward choice or not. Mm. Oh, I understand. So let's back to the original question. How would you like to die? What do you envision? Where are you? What are you if, doing? If I had if I had to put an end to it myself. Yeah. Thank Thank uh the most important thing would no, be that, to wait, 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 wait. I wasn't asking that. I wasn't asking uh I I wasn't asking how how are you gonna kill yourself? I was asking what's the ideal what's the ideal situation? Alright, so go ahead. Follow yeah, I like this. If I had to put an end to it to myself, I think it would be I don't know. It's gotta be somewhere out there where the fucking, you know, wild fucking Tiger's gonna eat my my fucking body after I fucking pass away or something like that. That's very. That's, I listen. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> no, on board with, with you. you. I'm, 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 with right. you. I'm, I'm getting. You know, we're just get, we're just getting started with this whole thing. It's been a while. You know, uh, we have some crazy conversations. And I think that's how we came about this this idea of like recording our conversations. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know but what? It is, it is kind of weird to like. Go ahead. Uh, I the idea of us recording our conversations really came from, it might've been 12, somewhere around 15 years ago. And I was working on like a, a music project. And at the end, when I finished, I was recording one of those crazy conversations. We, you know, we used to have on the South side and you know, they were just wow, yeah. bonkers conversations, but I recorded one and I, then I made a point. I said, man, yo, we need to put this shit on YouTube. And everybody just kind of, you know, looked at it. But, you know, little did I know around 10 years later, you know, that type of shit would be successful. You know, I didn't, I didn't, right. I didn't think. But yeah, I think, I think I was trying to record us early, believe it or not. So wait a second. This is, this is the first time I hear about yeah, this. Yes, first I, time you hear about I didn't this. know you recorded one of our conversations. You may have not been there or not, but you know who definitely was there? Uh, it was, Dan was there, but Dan's dead. Don't worry about him. For the people listening, Dan is a a character of of That's Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I got I got to figure out how to scrape this. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Wait, did he make it to, to issue one yet or not? I haven't spoke. Listen, I haven't spoken to Dan in over a decade, bro. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been like a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, Dan's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, uh, shit. Yeah, he had. You, you remember the, the girl he was with? The, uh, which one? Uh, I'm not gonna say the name, but yo, the entire time she was she was strung up on dope, and I I, I didn't even know. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you know to. That's a that's a narrative that you know that I touch on in in this particular issue, just being strung up on dope. You know, growing up, I didn't realize how many people around me were strung up on dope, like the hard shit. You know, I didn't I didn't understand it, and it took me a while. It took years of hindsight for me to figure it out. Years of hindsight, but uh, jumping around. Now I'm going to ask you, I asked you, how did you, how would you like to die? How would you like 
to live. Now, I'm going to not only ask you that, but whoever's listening to this right now, how do you want to live? That's a question, you know, we should all ask. So how would you like... You know, it goes... It goes back to, you know... First of all, we... Like, part of our, our, our MO, whenever we have a conversation, we, we, we jump around a lot. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, especially. Yeah. Throw out a bunch of different subjects and different ideas and then go off into tangents. But next thing you know, eventually, we always end up back to square one. And for some reason, it all fucking ends up making sense. Yeah, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things I put out are circular you know they kind of yeah, exactly come back to the source somehow you know what i'm saying but yeah you're absolutely right in in uh, respect to our conversations let me uh, follow so that up for example we started off like for example we started off with the conversation of death and somehow i know eventually in this conversation we're going to get to a point where it's all going to make sense and come back around um you know i beat around the bush sometimes because i you know it, it, these these type of conversations these types of uh questions are not that linear you know yeah. what i mean well time isn't linear i mean oh it doesn't have to be no. we may perceive it as linear but when you really step outside the box you understand that it's not as linear as you know we uh perceive it to be and that's you know i understand that through my meditations and shit like that yeah and, and that's another great question there like what does it take to get the fuck out of the linear time and really step into to real time yeah mm. and then once once you play I don't know the answer to that I play around with this shit all the fucking time maybe that's why I'm so fucking weird but mm-hmm. the point is <clears throat> once you begin to get a taste of what that means or what what strategy what it takes it to kind of step out of that linear time and into that real time you it's not it's not like oh shit you know the answer because no, it's just like a little tiny gradual step toward single day. And even then, you feel like you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to be okay with not knowing anything <laughs> or not understanding everything in its fullest. Um, let me let me jump around and uh I'm gonna go back to death, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know how I wanna die? Let me sure. tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let you know. Yeah. I want everybody who's ever known me, right, to 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 meet me in a field somewhere, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna meet in a field. Uh. Grab your armor, <laughs> right? Everybody on one side, right? And mm-hmm. then I'm on the other side. Just me. It, it may be couple couple thousand people on the other side dressed in armor swords fucking helmets and shit and just me with like a a 40 or OE you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of want to just go head to head with everybody uh, and I want them to kill me you know what I'm saying I want to I want to um, I want to clash with everybody and I'm not going to make it you know I'm, I'm not going to do any damage bro but I want and then I want them to eat me on the field <laughs> that's how I want it done. All right, all right. That's that's very poetic. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I won't be a part of that. I'll tell you right now, though. 
I, you may, yeah, okay. You, you want to be on a horse? Yeah. I'm gonna be. Where am I gonna be? I, I think I'm gonna be. Not in the field. Probably gonna be. I don't know, observing everything from the parachute. It's <laughs> coming down. Oh, you gotta, you gotta hold an RPG. You got to. You can't, you can't be on a parachute I mean, without if any. If that's your last wish, I'll, yeah. I'll do my best. But yeah. it's gonna be kind of heavy to jump off, the, you know, playing with an RPG. I can probably do like a mini Uzi yeah. and just like shoot up everything as everything as I'm coming down. Yeah, well, just got done taking a little break. Yeah. So uh, let's get into this comic, man. Yeah, let's go back to it. You know, that's that's actually one of the biggest reasons why we're doing this, right? Well, at least this first one. Let's see what happens. You know, I think I think yeah, uh, e either either way we should be moving forward. So uh, die young. Let's uh, let's talk about it. You know, I think. Um you know, I think we may have touched on this in, in the previous conversations and, you know, die young, death. There, there, there's a lot of, you know, going back to that. Even the way we started this this whole conversation with how how would I like to die, you know? <clears throat> and then to, to, to a lot of people, most people would, would take that question or, or that theme very, uh, very strongly or... or you know, they feel like it's a little bit too morbid and, and difficult to talk about. But, you know, here you are, you know, talking about it dead on. And I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting because most people can't kind of digest certain things when it comes to, you know, these conversations. But the point is, there's a lot of beauty in death. And, mm. and you've, you've made that very obvious with, with what you've put out, you know. Um, without death, just the very first sentence there, like die young. Tell me more about that. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, it comes from the idea of without a death, there can't be a resurrection. So, also, I, I was taking a theme, I wanted to take a theme that I've never heard anyone say. So, I've never heard anyone ever say. My greatest pleasure was to die young. How could it be? How can you find pleasure in dying young? You know, that's that's an extreme that's an extreme question, man. And uh, I wanted to build off of that. So ultimately, like also, that. yeah, ultimately. I wanted to take it a step further, right? And I wanted to I wanted to try something controversial because um, art is at its finest when it's pushing boundaries. So I wanted to, you know what I said to myself? I said, I said, yo, John, you such an ill nigga, man. I bet you you could make a song about killing children. And it won't even sound like it. And you can, and then you can take that theme and branch it off into something much greater. So that was the challenge to make a song that was so um, primal, but uh, 
outreaching at the same time. Like it, it has tentacles and everything. So, you know, if, if we're looking at, uh, you know, the, the, the first scene of Die Young, we have, we have a lot of things going on, actually. You know, they're, they're not as obvious, but one of the things we have is, uh, we have a name, George Stinney. George Stinney was uh, the youngest person in the United States to uh, ever be sentenced to death by the government. And I believe he might have been, I think he might have been eight. And uh, he was sentenced to death in the South for whistling at a white lady. And I don't believe he did it. You know, I, in fact, he was a... Uh, he was adjudicated after his death, but he was so small that when they put him in the electric chair, they uh, they had to prop him up on on books just to kill him. You know, so you know I wanted to yeah I wanted to sprinkle his name in there. Also, you know, back to the the theme of things being cyclical with us, there's another name there, that's uh, Ronaldo Jones, and he was my best friend growing up. And today is the anniversary of his death, where he was murdered across the street from his building, and he was only 20 years old. Uh, other names we have on top, mind you, this is, this is really a hip-hop thing, you know, I'm trying to keep this hip-hop. We have uh, a list of artists you know, they were they were pivotal artists in hip hop who kind of passed away and I kind of sprinkled them in that first scene, you know, and moving to the second scene, I got I got a, a legend, a legendary graffiti artist who's my uncle. I spray I, I managed to sprinkle him in there somehow. But uh, yeah, you got any questions about that? I do. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> you kind of brushed over it a little bit, but, it, you know, tell me if, if uh, it's okay to go back to, to, you know, what you were just saying, but, you know, your, your boy. Yeah. Joel? Yeah. You know, he's, he, I know for a fact from knowing you for so long that he's been a huge influential part of your life. In fact, your first child's you know, name is, is Joel. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd like to just spend a little bit more time on that before we move on. Being that, you know, you did mention that today is the anniversary. Mm, well, Joel's middle name is Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, today, I, well, so, you, you, know, you know, I think that's a, that, that's a strong, that's a strong point. So let's, let's look at it, all right? We have the anniversary today, and you man, you th the thing, the, the way these things work out are fucking spooky, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 way I I'll, or even me and you together, you know, we kind of operate on a timeline, which is it's just you know the the coincidences are fucking spooky. So yeah, let's and let's attribute that to uh, what's going on here. So we have. Sure. We, you know, we're looking at the scene. We have an underappreciated body laying on the floor, you know. And uh, going all the way back to the 
excuse me, jumping forward to the last scene of this particular page where, you know, the young man, you know, he's on a corner and he gets pulled under by, uh, I guess it, it, it'd be the prior person who died on that corner, you know, following in his footsteps and, uh, kind of in that, uh, that cycle I come from and I, you know, I've worked so hard to break, you know, the cycle of uh, destruction, the cycle of poverty. You know, I have a song I made years back called The Vicious Cycle. You know, the cycle of irresponsibility, the cycle of drug addiction, you know. These are cycles I, I, I've been trying to break, but nevertheless, these are cycles that are still going on, that people are still living through today. You know, and I, I kind of wanted to give whoever those people are, you know, they may not look like me sometimes, more, more often than not they do, but uh, they, they're underrepresented and I wanted to give them a nod in this, you know, and kind of let them know there's a way out. Absolutely. Now, you know, I've said this before and, and, and I think you... You kind of were taken back a little bit when I said it, and, and you know, I think that a lot of a lot of what comes through in in the comic is is basically straight up scenes from your own life. Yeah, and uh, give or take. I, I guess yeah. the first time I mentioned that, you you were very hesitant to to kind of see it that way, and I'm curious as to you know why you perhaps don't see it as that because it, it seems to me like it very much is mm, yeah I don't I don't I don't know <laughs> I mean it, it it is but these are not things I I, I want to glorify you know there's a reason why I put everything in in a book form you know I I feel like things are once you put them in like a, a video and you're kind of you know going the See, what I didn't want to be is a rapper. I last thing I wanted to be is a rapper. I, however, I do want to be uh, a poet. I do want to be a forward-thinking person. I do want to be an artist. I do want to be a creator. I do want to be a project coordinator. I do want to be a business owner. I do want to be a marketer. I do want to be a seller. I do want to be a negotiator. You know. The, the connotation that comes with uh, some of this low vibration stuff, you know, it isn't or hasn't been worth my recognizance. Right. It's, um, <clears throat> you know, like you said, it's a very low vibration um, theme, but there's a lot to it that can come from it. Yeah. You know, especially in the, in the form of art. Yeah. And I, it's my own opinion that the purest art comes from from you. Just being unapologetically you, just putting it out there. And that's what I feel like a lot of the, the comic has, kind of has that tone to it. Yeah, you know, I kind of... But also, the majority of your songs if not all of them, also have that same vibe. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm much more humble nowadays. I've been 
I spent the last I went four or five years training martial arts heavy, living my life a certain way, living my, my life with discipline, that I understand their, their, I understand humility a lot better than the average person. So, would you say that that is one of the most influential things in your life in terms of, um, you know, your goal to break out of that vicious cycle? In fact, let me just add to that question and say, what would you say has been the most influential thing in terms of making those steps towards, uh, you know, getting out of that and, and living the life that you're living right now? Well, I don't I don't know if it ultimately you you are the source of everything. So you have to be the one you still outside, bro? <laughs> yeah. You gotta be the one doing it. You know, every every third party a third party can't be responsible for your success the same way a third party can't be responsible for your downfall. Ultimately, it falls on you, what you undertake. So, you know, if if I if I uh, if I go outside, right, get in my car, get in an accident and kill a bunch of people, I can't blame it on the henny. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, the figure the figurehead bears the responsibility. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I also want to circle around back to being unapologetic with my art you know one thing i i wanted to do was uh include my son so i had him you know i asked him to draw me a couple pictures and then i put a verse to his pictures and the verse for some reason man i was really reluctant to write this verse man because you know it came from a place during uh you know, when uh, the country was rioting and shit and everybody was locked down and, you know, the cop killed the other dude. What was his name? George. Floyd? Yeah, George Floyd. And, it came, you know, it came from that and it came from, you know, uh, reverberations throughout the Internet. And, you know, the Internet was a, a dark place at the time. And, you know, I was kind of frustrated and I wrote this verse and I was for some reason I was reluctant to put this verse in. But I did anyway, you know, and I guess I, I, I glad I, I, I did. But just me being unapologetic in this one verse is going to rub a couple people the wrong way. But. You know, it is what it is, man. So the verse that you went into Die Young or is it another? It was another verse. I, I started writing this verse with uh, a young brother who uh, has, he was a white guy actually, but he has biracial children. So he, I think his wife is Nigerian. And I was like, yo, you should write you a song about motherfucking race, telling your son about race. You know what I'm saying? But it kind of, it didn't pan out like that. I guess he backed out. But I kept this verse and I liked it because uh, the method I was using at the rhyme, like I was, I was taking a rhyme scheme all the way through the verse. And um, it was, it's about, uh, you know, it's about colorism. It's about, uh, 
It's about history. It's about pain. It's about being unrecognized. You know, it's about being dismissed. That's what the verse is about. And, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to find myself in a place where I can, you know, get a get assistance from uh, someone I love in uh, creating some art. So that's what that was about. Hey, let me make a note here. You know, this recording might not make it to the first, you know, release or whatever the case may be. I think the main point here is that, you know, we're trying to tinker around with, with whatever the technology and mics and this and that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at the same time, trying to find the flow of, of the conversation. Yeah. Um, one point I want to make about this particular conversation is the fact that I think, you know, we're thinking about it too much. Let's just go into it the way we normally do. Hey, that's what I like. Let's do it. Yeah, you know, let's ignore the screens, ignore all this shit. Let's just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, I think what's been always, you know, what prompts our conversations really well is just really what's been going on recently. Hmm. You know, what, what kind of, what kind of crazy shit have you been playing around with? What, what, you know, what, what fucking weirdness have you been fucking playing around with? Me? Specifically? Sure. Shit. Yeah, tell, me, tell me something interesting happened recently. Uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I, you know, I've been finding time to meditate every day, believe it or not. I've been meditating. I've been, uh, looking for, 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 for boundaries and trying to cross them, you know, in my own psyche. You know, I've been trying to grow spiritually because, you know, I, I work out like a fucking monster. You know, I'm always in a gym, be it the martial arts gym or the actual let's go lift weights gym. But I've been trying to grow as, as a as a as a being, as a as a motherfucking light being. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've been trying to do. Trying to exercise my spirit, you know. Trying to really push yeah. that, trying to, trying to uh, grow that battery, trying to look like a motherfucking super saiyan out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to glow. Like when I take pictures, I'm trying to glow in these motherfucking pictures. You know? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be unrecognizable from the person I was two months ago. Nevertheless, that person from two months ago was not recognizable. To the person who I was two years ago. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to do. 100%, man. You know. What, uh, what, sort, of, what sort of things besides, uh, you know, going hard at the gym and, uh, you know, trying to find the, the boundaries have you been doing? Like, I guess the, the question is, what exactly? Because, you know, yeah, I think everyone's familiar. Everyone's familiar with with like what you can do physically. You can eat better. You can try to be more conscious about that. Mm -hmm. You can try to exercise more. You can try to push your boundaries by you know physically doing 
you know, harder and harder things. And, and there's a certain level of, um, you know, spiritual awareness, awareness that that brings about. <clears throat> However, you know, I, I think, you know, coming to the realization that we do live in, in, in multiple different realities at the same time, I think we also have to work just as hard, if not harder, on on the mental, on the, on the spiritual side. Yeah. And, and that's where, to me, things become a little bit more foggy and harder to, to pinpoint where those, you know, um, mental blocks are. So, for example, you know, you, you hit the gym, <clears throat> you lift them weights here, you're doing, let's say, 150 chest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that's where your limit is. It's very obvious, very physical. You can keep working out. Next thing you know, two months down the road, you're pushing 250, right? Yeah. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it doesn't necessarily work that way in the mental space. It's not as easily um, quantifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it is because, listen, you know, you go from 150 to 250 in a month. You know, you, you may be able to do it on a muscular level, but your joints are going to fucking suffer. You see what I'm saying? Something's going to suffer. Now, what's interesting is when when your mental awareness begins to develop, right? And you become more mentally strong. Certain joints in your life are still going to suffer, Because you've grown too strong for that joint to hold. Does that make sense? 100%. But now, that's where I would argue if that joint was ever supposed to be held that strongly. Yeah. It's just meant to break and be let go of. Well... Every every situation. Physical world is a little harder to see it that way, but in the mental world, I think it makes more sense. Well, what I'm saying is that uh, when when mentally, when you get too strong, something something suffers in the physical world. See what I'm saying? Like for instance, let's say let's say you uh you come home one day and you just <laughs> well, let's say one day you come home and you're psychic, right? You're full on psychic, right? Full on psychic, like ESP out the ass, right? Don't you think your relationships with the people around you will suffer because you're psychic? A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They can go better. Like you can, you can uh, tend to their wants and needs a little bit better. But, you know, they may grow suspicious of you, one. And two, you may see their deep, deepest and darkest thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, there, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a push and pull to everything. So I, I mentally, as far as the mental growth, I don't know if I could agree with you or disagree with you. I'm kind of just, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just here. I'm kind of just showing you the things I've seen, you know? Can you, would you right. like to show me something you've seen in, in, in respect to that? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can show you, but I, maybe I can tell you a few experiences that I've had that, you know, relate strongly to what you just said. All right, shoot. And, you know, back back in the, in the Jersey times when I, when I was living a crazy, stupid, back of Dave lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... You know, Wait, I'm going to jump in, that, and I'm going to say, like, I couldn't have any female friends because you would probably just bang them, but all right, go ahead, continue. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> but, you know, going back to that, like, that that was just a very superficial living lifestyle. Yeah, well, you know, you did it real good. You did it really and, and, good. Yeah, at the at the expense of a lot of things, you know. And that that that's kind of that kind of ties to what we're saying, you know. Once I hit a bunch of different roadblocks and and uh, learning opportunities, and I begin to think about things differently and see things differently, um, you become, of course, like you said, mentally stronger and stronger. And those changes don't come with, I don't want to say consequences, but to a certain extent, some people might be, might see them that way. You know, once I realized the things that I didn't want in my life, <clears throat> and many of those things were very, very big parts of my life, you know, and I decided that I had to cut those, those, those things from the root. It absolutely 100% changed my entire life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you become mentally stronger, think helps you really hone into what the fuck it is that you want out of life. Yeah. What when when we see the life around you that that isn't really making any sense, just having that extra mental power to you know not only recognize them but also say you know what this is it. So yeah, I, you know, if I can think of Dave back in those days, if I had a, a you know, back to, you know, and was not having certain things, I think, yeah, you know, the mental state of mind would allow you to say, ready to walk away from this, if that's what it what it means. Yeah. But, you know, at the time, it seems like a difficult decision to make because that's the only life that you know. It's yeah. the only day-by-day topic of living that you know. But once you, you step out of that and, and step into more of a open-minded, okay, let's really live in tune with life, then things become exponentially better, not necessarily immediately, but over time as you continue to grow with with your mind, when yeah. you continue to grow in, in the physical world, more in line with the growth that you're making in the mental world. So I, I got another question for you. Uh, as far as, you know, this jump you took, right? And, you know, people listening may not understand how extreme this jump was, but uh, I'm just here to say it was pretty fucking extreme, right? So much so you can't even you 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 went from living a life of uh you know fair comfort 
and a, a fair amount of American luxury to a life where, you know, most people can't even breathe. You know, a, a, a life of pretty much suffering, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's there's a nobility and in, in positivity in suffering. That's myself. But, uh, we, you know, this jump, is there is there any motivation for for it like can is there anyone in your life think, who who would have uh sorry, inspired you to take such a leap a leap of faith um as far as as, as there being somebody specific in this in this world that would inspire me to to make a leap like this i i, I can't say there is one. There was never one. Mm. You know, what's interesting is, you know, when I think a leap of faith, I, I think about your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, you, you and, uh, you know, some of the stories you told me about how she got to this country fucking baffled me. Uh, would you like to share any of those? Um, you know, I think I think it comes down to fundamental principles, and, and one of those <laughs> is okay. Go ahead. I like how you're you know, beating around mom, it. Yeah, go ahead. Whether my mom realized it or not, she was she was going along with a very fundamental principle, which was you know, um, I'm I'm, un, I'm unhappy with my current situation. Yeah. Here's here's a, an option, and I'm not gonna think about it too much. I'm just gonna go with it and, and make the most out of it. Okay. And um, even though I can't say that consciously, I have like made changes because my mom has inspired me in that way. I'm sure subconsciously somewhere in there, it does have a lot to do with with uh, certain decisions I've made in my life. <clears throat> yeah. But no, I do I do respect my mom, and, and I give her a lot of props for. You know, doing what she did, and you know, she came, she came to the United States being an immigrant um, through the border. You know, she had a, you know, she has a long story of the details of how you know she made it past, you know, the border, swam across the river, and you know, walked for miles and perhaps days with very little to no water in the desert. And, uh, you know, just a string of, of fortunate events that helped her and very kind people also helped her along the way and then, you know, pushed her to continue and not give up and, and, and finish the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that crazy situation that she should put herself through gave me the opportunity to, you know, live the life of luxury that I lived back east um, rightfully or wrongfully, wherever that was, it was a, a very interesting experience that perhaps most people that I grew up with back in Colombia, if actually I don't know anybody in my friend group growing up that has had the opportunity or the experience that I've, you know, been blessed with. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, taking the leap of faith and and changing my entire life around, never really had a, 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 a I don't know, a, a, a person that I looked up to and then wanted to do the same thing for. It was more so 
this is me. Mm-hmm. And um, it just feels like this is what I want in my life. And uh, it's not going to be easy. And it wasn't easy. It hasn't been as easy. It's still not the easiest. As you mentioned, it's it's not the easiest place to live. But you know what? At the end of the day, this 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 life brings me a lot more joy and happiness than the life of luxury and and and, and superficial success that you know I may have experienced back east. Yeah. And you know that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, how do you? come in tune with yourself so well that you actually understand what it is the fuck you want and what the next steps to take are regardless of what it is that you are going to have to sacrifice yeah well um i think in order to do that you have to be chasing um self-value you have to make yourself valuable you want to be a person of value being a person of value is not equivalent to being a wealthy person. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as we're chasing uh, information, we're chasing progress, we're chasing uh, new skill sets, you know, then we're always going in the right direction. The moment we're chasing superficiality and materialism, you know, we're taking a step back. Humanity's taking a step back. You know, I think one of the things that most people get wrong when it comes to these things is that they believe that as you, you know, get away from the bullshit and begin to grow in in the right direction, that logically things should get easier or more comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Paradoxically, though, it's. it's not. It's not supposed to. Yeah. We're not supposed to live a life of uh, just sitting on your couch watching TV. Yeah, I agree. We're not supposed to. Life is not supposed to be easy. Yeah, I agree. You and know, that's the problem with uh, that's 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 one reason I wanted to have a magazine or you know something tangible, a tangible piece of art, something that's primal and woven into our DNA because look, you know, we're on smartphones, everything's so accessible, you know, everything's fucking, uh, swipe left, swipe right, touch and go, get it delivered to me. And you can't appreciate anything if everything is handed to you. You understand? If you, if you, if you, if you, uh, deliver food, you know, do work, Get shit delivered to you, laugh, cry, jerk off on the same fucking machine. The information you're getting from this machine somewhere down the line, you know, subconsciously is rendered uh, as passive. Oh, this is passive information. You know, if I if I give you a, a tangible product that moves you emotionally, then I'm, I'm, I'm working in the right direction. Yeah, man. It's instead of primal to, you know, putting something down on paper, and even if it's just, you know, you know I encourage the shit out of you to fucking take some time every day and, and write some thoughts. doesn't have to make any sense, but just the act of 
of putting something down on paper is it has a certain, I think, a much higher vibration than what you know we can get out of a a phone. Yeah, you know, social media and all this stuff. You know, some of the and some I of the things some of the things I wrote down in that book actually are in here. Oh, dope. Yeah. So on that note, I've been gifting people notebooks and shit. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I think it was one of the greatest gifts that was ever given to me because giving me a book allowed me to write my future. You understand? A hundred percent, man. It's, I mean, going back to what you just said, it's huge. Like, you know, writing your future, um, back, back in the days where we're like, I was trying to make some, or trying to figure out what decisions or moves to make. Um, I relied heavily on it, like just putting down all my thoughts and paper and, Sometimes everyone like when I have a little bit of time, I'll pull up some some of those old notebooks that I have, and it's incredible how much of all of those thoughts kind of have already become reality. Yeah. And um, don't you know? I don't I don't want to credit it to, to like anything supernatural or or whatever. It could have something to do with that, but I think a big part of it is just the way you're. you're conscious mind or subconscious mind works you know when, when you put something on on paper yeah. you know you, you're cementing that somewhere deep in your in your subconscious and, and and your your being has no other choice than to follow through with that yeah i you know that's very Whether interesting you know what i i, I had a thought and subconsciously like uh you know i'm pushing i'm pushing well thought well thought out cultured hip-hop to the people right and one of the sub subconscious thoughts of hip-hop is this in order to be making like official hip-hop you gotta kill a black man you ever you ever thought about that like I was listening to. I have not, but yeah. Tell me about it. Like I was listening to the radio one day, and it was like, uh, you know, the new dudes. It was like little baby fart, whoever the fuck it was, and I'm listening. This man committed genocide. <laughs> like he committed genocide on a record, and they were playing this shit on the fucking radio, right? He just killed nigga, blah, 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 my gun go this, my dude, right, all that. And it, you know, it solidified the thought, like, damn, no matter what, no matter what you do, if you want to be making, like, hip-hop, you can sell, you got to be willing to kill a black man. You know what I'm saying? And in my music, I don't, I don't, I don't kill nobody. You know, years back I did, you know, I was, but nah, I don't kill people in my music. However... What's interesting is uh, staying faithful to the idea of killing a black man in your work. I mean, I did that. I, you know, it was done. I didn't gun him down or nothing. You know, I didn't. It was a man on man violence, but some somewhere in 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 the blood of hip hop, it became necessary. For black people to die. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's 
it's a thought. It's true, bro. Thought like I have not entertained, never really crossed my mind. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's my shit. You know, these are my mm-hmm. folks, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. He, think um, when it comes to death and killing and and um. You know, you know that quote by Buddha? Well, tell me about it. That, I mean, don't quote me, but it goes something along the lines of, you know, before you can truly live, you first have to learn how to die. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there, there's so much to that that most people perhaps can't see. You know, just... The simple fact that you need to come to a point where you have so much surrender to life that you end up literally killing yourself. And at that point, you can have your first rebirth and really come to live the life that you were meant to live. Mm-hmm. Is, is, you know, that underlying theme whether yeah. it's in hip hop or poetry, you know, ancient scripts, it's all the, it's, it's all there. Yeah. So death, that's why I think it's such an interesting concept to begin this whole, you know, um, comic strip with. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh you know. I think we discussed this before where I said I have like I feel like I have died before (laughs) Mm. take it however you want to take it but I feel like I have died in this lifetime multiple times yeah and I think in one of you I think you killed me in one (laughs) yeah yeah sure did interesting somehow you know Death is, is what keeps this thing going. So that's why going back to the very, very first question that you were talking about, how would I like to die? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> can't, I can't really answer that. Can't really answer that. There was a point in my life where I would have said, you know what? I, I can think of a way that I would like to die. Mm. But after having made that commitment to myself of like living my life for 365 days, and if at that point I couldn't figure shit out, then I should, I deserve to die. And then going through that and living my life to the fullest. Can't say that I want to die. I'm sure it's going to come at some point again. Mm-hmm. But when it comes, does that really mean I'm going to end? Like it, like this whole existence is going to end? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think so. I don't so. know. So, uh, have you ever seen like the look of defeat or the look of uh, inevitable death like in someone's eyes have you ever seen that hmm. um damn that's, that's that's a great question um I can't say yes because of the fact that I, I can't. I can't say that I've been 
immediately they're staring at somebody's eyes as they're fucking fading away into whatever that is. Can't say that I've had that experience, but I can imagine that that look is very similar to the same look that most people walk around every day with. Mm. Where people aren't here living what it is that they're fucking living. They're just in a weird mental place somewhere else other than here. Even though they're physically here, their, their eyes tell me something completely different. And that to me is sort of a, a, a form of death. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, one one thing that's uh one thing having the benefit of dying young is I'm able to see the look in people's eyes that the look of not being alive, the look of depression, the look of uh going through the motions. You understand? The look of circling the drain. A lot of times we're circling the drain 40 years. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think this this uh, this podcast, this piece of art, uh, everything that I'm trying to do is with respects to those people uh, who have been circling the drain for 40 years. And... The, the prospective people who might be circling the dream for the next 40 years, trying to wake them up, trying to get them to see themselves, trying to get them to uh, extend further than uh, what they are right now. And uh, with respects to that, uh, I think we get in this podcast. Sounds like a, a good place to put a pause. To put a pause. Until next time. Uh, this is Jonathan Ramirez, a.k.a. John Kyla, with my uh, compadre, Dave Duque. Yep. All right. Much love. <laughs>